Welcome to Korea! Lunar New Year! Solal must eat. Hey guys, this is Travel Junkies, a podcast for travel enthusiasts. Today is episode 10, and we are also celebrating Chinese New Year, or for Koreans, it's Solal. And we are going to be talking about some of those things, Korean culture mostly, but the Olympics are in Korea. Yeah. And so the Olympics have already started. They started on the 9th and they go to the 25th. And right in the middle of the Olympics is going to be Seoul, which is the Lunar New Year. So my name is Heidi. My name is Carmen. And we want to go over some quick facts that Korea is doing to show the world their culture at the Olympics. So it's been kind of chaotic. KTX, the fast speed rail, had to do some interesting buying choices because everybody goes on vacation. Like everybody and their mothers travel. It could yeah, be. Yeah, it's like the whole country shuts down. It could be in country. It could be going to Japan, China. Everyone goes on vacation. And so there was issues with the tickets and they, I guess, everything sold out for that day. So do not plan on traveling on that weekend. You need to plan way in advance. Yeah, like I got an email from the KTX line. I guess I'm still signed up for those. <laughs> those saying that if I haven't got my ticket for that weekend to like travel, I need they were opening tickets for that weekend for like a certain amount of like for one day to mm. see like you had a certain time you had to to buy your ticket or it was pretty much gone. I was like, "Thank you, KTX." <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pyeongchang2018.com also has a blog. If you haven't checked out their blog, you can check it out. And they posted back last year, or I guess it was 2016, they wanted to give you a heads up of what it's going to be like for February 2018. And they are talking about some of the foods that we're going to cover in just a second because we love food. I guess we're foodies now. Oh my gosh. I'm a total... I'm a total foodie. It, well, this lunar holiday is February 16th. So it's going to be in the middle of the Olympics. So everybody there is really going to get not only the whole Olympics experience, but they're going to get a, an awesome Korean culture experience as well. It's I'm coolness. jealous. I know. I know. And so five things you should know about Solal is that it happens on the lunar calendar. So it's the first day. And everyone gets pumped about this because everybody changes their age on this day. And right? another year older, you are another year older. So when you're born, you are one. Then when Solal comes around, you are two, two. So you may be five months or six months old or whatever it is. And you are two years old. <laughs> Yeah, I was explaining this to one of my coworkers actually yesterday. This is really interesting yeah. because she didn't know I taught in Korea and I was explaining it to her. And then I kind of tried to explain how they age their kids because yeah. she's asking how young our kids were when we got them. And I was telling her 
I'm actually two years older in Korea than I am in the U.S. because my birthday is towards the end of the year. Yeah. And you turn one and then Lunar New Year or sometimes they consider like the first of the year now you turn two. And so she was like, are you serious? You're two years older? Like, yeah, it's different concept there. (laughs) Yeah. And mine would be different because I'm in January. So if they go by the first of the year. 2018, then I would still be adequately aged, you know, just one year older. But if you go by the Lunar New Year, then I would be two years old and I would only be like alive for a month. So that's considerably huge on how you do that. Yeah, they just they count all that time. (laughs) And this is a very ancestral uh, memorial ceremony that goes on. So that's called the Chare. And we learned all about this at our folklore class with our little children so all the kids had to get in their traditional garb which is called hamburg they look yeah we did so too, Carmen. adorable what we did too i'll have to post a picture of us in our handball and check out our instagram for that because it's coming i feel like a little doll when i walk around and we do have it on our instagram page because we did take a picture of us for international women's day and we do have our humbugs on. <laughs> That's true. So we got to dress up both years. That was so much fun. They're kind of annoying because they kind of split in the back. So you have to make sure that you pull it correctly. If not, your underwear shows. <laughs> or like your big slip that's underneath. But so far, I really like the garbs. The hanbok. But all the all the our students practice how to do the sebe, which is your bow to your grandparents. And if you are not Christian or from more of a Korean background, then you are going to basically have reverence for your ancestors and you set up food for them. And then you also wish blessings like from your grandparents as well. So they also have bowing and then the grandparents give their children money. This is like, why do we not have this in the U.S.? All these different Asian cultures have these several times during the year where the children bow to their elders and they get money. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know about you, Carmen, but when I was a kid, it was like, you want money? You want money? Go take the trash out. Go mop the floor. Go like give your dog a bath. I'm like, whatever happened to a simple bow and then you get a lot of money? No, but Heidi, you also have to do a lot of respect. I mean, they have this in Korean dramas all the time where like you have to sit like Indian style. No, not Indian style, but what's that position called where you have your feet underneath? On your knees. Yeah, you're sitting on your knees and it hurts so bad and you have to sit there forever until you are told that you can get up and i know asian legs are skinnier than mine but it's not fun it's not fun and you have to sit there in reverence to your grandparents now the money that they get and the red envelopes or pouches the sebet dong this money is not like 10 20 it's not like the tooth fairy no, 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 no. It is like this is your down payment for or, you know, scholarship money for your university education. It's huge. And all my students would come back and they'd be like, oh, I got so much, so much, so much. And I'm like, man, that would be like a awesome bonus for me right now <laughs> while I'm working. I know. Oh, it would be hundreds of dollars. And these are five and six year olds, literally or really four and five, you know. 
go backwards. Oh, my goodness. So, yes, I was always jealous around this holiday because all my students were like, guess what I got? And I'm like, why am I jealous of a five year old? <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I was always thinking, I think your teacher should get a, a tip off of that. <laughs> now, we did get raises. And so that was really nice about working for a Korean boss. We got some pretty good bonuses sometimes. So I can't complain. I guess some typical games that you may play around this time is you have sticks and they all have like these little marks on them. Did you ever play that game, Heidi? Yeah, we bought it and we played it one time with Kevin, remember? Uh, oh, yeah. Kevin yeah, helped us. Yeah, I have it. We were all confused. He knew what he was doing. I think he even ended up winning. And I was like, forget this. This is way too much chance because you basically just throw these sticks down. It's like, yeah, it's pick four up sets sticks, of sticks. But there's no strategy. Well, I mean, it's four <laughs> sticks. Yeah, four sticks. Yeah, so there's four sticks. I like pick up sticks. And better. so they have different things on them. So three sticks are called goal. And then one stick is called you. And depending on like you're supposed to try to get like three of the same or something and not get the one. Yeah. And these are called you nori. So they're just sticks. It, it can be fun, I guess, sometimes. The one that I always wanted to do and it's too dangerous, I guess. It's like a seesaw, but you fly up into the air. It's called nonkwagi, and you, they can also do tricks. I did not see the tricks. I just saw people doing it at these folklore, or sometimes they would have a traditional day of wrestling, which I don't think they did it on Solal, but they would have like these folklore days at these traditional villages around Seoul or in other cities in Korea. But and if you like hacky sack, there's Gwegi Jagi, which did we Carmen's actually pretty good at. Really? I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, remember we actually played it in the first few months that we were in Korea and we had a like a Korean friend of mine took us around to some different oh, yeah. museums. That's true. We had, it was yeah, you were pretty good on that hacky sack. Yeah, and you can do it at the folklore museum, I think, right beside the the big palace in Seoul. And yeah. It's kind of like a um, birdie for badminton, but it's really just a weight and then it has just paper tied around it. So it's like fluffy at the top. Yeah. When we took our kids to that on that field trip for yes. New Year's, we actually made them. So there is a way you can make them by hand. Yeah. They're not just your traditional like beamed bing bag hacky sack that we use here in the u.s it's much more delicate <laughs> yeah the jeggy the jeggy chaggy jeggy jeggy and then of course kites are huge in china you had these old men that would just sit and fly their amazing kites and so koreans do the same thing and it's called they just fly kites so there's so many fun things you can do on this day. <laughs> it is. And even though like Lunar New Year is a three day event. So it's it's a holiday. It's like a three day holiday that you get to eat a lot of amazing food at. Kimchi, the greatest food. Our Salal must eats. You have to eat these to get good luck. Like a lot of Americans or my family anyways, we eat black eyed peas and pork. For New Year's, do you ever do that? Yeah, because the Black Eyed Peas is supposed to, like, bring you money, like wealth or something. Very poorly, like, poor man's 
wouldn't wish. But let me tell you, sauerkraut and black eyed peas do not taste near as good as some of the food we're about to talk about. I know. But it's still good. (laughs) It is really good. So I know sauerkraut. It's like the the U.S. kimchi that's not spicy, you know? It's just sour, yeah. They're both fermented cabbage. It's just sauerkraut is more of a sour while kimchi, well, it, like if you're talking about traditional kimchi, it's really spicy. And the foods that we're going to be talking about are paired up with kimchi by all means inside dishes, but they're more traditional dishes. Kimchi did not become super popular until like recent decades and centuries. So it's not like from the traditional, traditional, it evolved to becoming a Korean favorite. The first food we're going to talk about is dokguk. This is my favorite soup. And I, I could really eat it like almost every day, Carmen, if I if I could, but I can't. Why? Because it has what makes it so good is that it has this sliced rice cake in it. And mm-hmm. when the rice cake is in the broth, it gets so soft and like chewy and it just tastes really good. But this is the traditional New Year celebration soup. And it's kind of said that. When you finish your bowl of soup is when you turn a year older. So that's where they brought that in. So you get a big old bowl of soup. When you finish your soup, that is when you turn another year older. You gain a year of age and it brings you good luck. The soup is usually garnished with some thin cooked eggs and some marinated meat. Um, And sometimes there's like some veggies and stuff, like slight veggies that would be put in it. And depending on what region you live in, you use rice cake or our second food is manduguk. It's the same type of soup, except the rice cake is replaced with dumplings, mandu dumplings. And that's more of like a regional thing. Or you you could have mandu dokguk too. Which we've oh, had. Well, now you're playing with my emotions, Carmen. You just mix the two together. <laughs> Can we do that? And and gook means like a broth. It's less, it's more like a brothy type soup. So if you just dissect each syllable, they mean all different things. So dog, gook, mandu. I know. I try to tell people it's very easy to learn Korean. It's so easy. Oh, man, this is making me hungry. So. So good. Those are the two types of soups, depending on what region. You put my favorite at the top. (laughs) I know, I put my favorite at the top. (laughs) Because we're going in order of importance here. I know. Number three is chapche. Mm. This is a great dish, but I'm going to tell you right now. If you're trying to cook it, it's hard. Like, to get the precise, great taste. Yeah. Of what it's supposed to taste like. Like I've tried to make it several times and it just tastes like fish sauce. But I had a a friend in Korea who could really, really cook really well. And he made it for me one time. And it tastes like you would get it at a restaurant. I was amazed. Oh, I would eat this more like a side dish paired up with some other things that we're going to be talking about. Yeah. So chapche, it literally means mixed vegetables. However, the main ingredient is um, Korean sweet potato starch noodles. Yeah. So they're kind of, <laughs> they're called dangmyang. And they're considered to be known as glass noodles because they're kind of see-through. 
but one when you put the sauces on it, they kind of become like a see-through with a brownish tint. So good. But they're kind of chewy. And so you've got the noodles, you've got some different types of vegetables, maybe some greens, some carrots or some onions. And then you normally put some shiitake mushrooms and cucumbers. But then it also has thin strips of beef. So the beef really adds to the flavor. It's making me hungry. Anyways, it's a beautiful colored dish and they put a little bit of sesame seeds on top. So if you get to try this, if you're at the Olympics and you get to try this, definitely a must have, wouldn't you say, Carmen? Yes. Okay. And so our fourth one, our fourth must eat is John. You're like, what is John? That sounds like a name. Well, it's a Korean pancake. And we're not talking about fluffy pancakes that you pour syrup all over. No, th- this is not a normal pancake. It is still made out of flour, but this is just a great snack in general. Wouldn't you say, like, I've gone yes. to the pub or something and got some makgeolli and john, and it's a great little meal. It's a dish that ha- you can put anything in it you want and they're little pancakes. So most of them have like fish or some type of poultry, seafood, squid. onions. Squid. Yeah. So they have squid. They have onions, vegetables. And it it's primarily an appetizer or a side dish. But if you get a big one and you split it with a bunch of friends. So these can make... These can be made where they're as big as a plate or you can do little small ones that are like maybe the size of like a little sausage round and they're really, really good. And you can also get pre-made mixes and then you just add your vegetables to it. So if you don't like squid, (laughs) you can add whatever else you want to the packaging and they sell it at any of your local Korean places or hmart.com. It's true, H-Mart. Oh, I wish we had an H-Mart here. The cool thing about this food that I really like is John is also called Janya, which is what they called it back with Korean royal court cuisine. So this is a really, really traditional food. This is a food that they had that they served the royal court way back in the day. They still eat it because it's still delicious. Yeah. And then, of course, you can't have any kind of meal without some bulgogi or some galbi. And bulgogi is just thin marinated slices of beef or pork grilled to barbecue or on the stovetop. So these are really, really thin slices of meat. And normally they're a little sweet. The sauce that goes on them. Yeah, they add sugar to it. A little bit sweeter. (laughs) Yeah, it has some sugar in it. I mean, sweet meat. Don't hate the idea. At first, the first time I heard that, I was like, well, is meat really supposed to be sweet per se? Yeah. But it is actually really delicious. And the term... I like to pair it up with chapche or other side dishes and kimchi. And my rice, of course. You have to have rice with all of this. <laughs> rice is a definite. And so so here's the difference between bulgogi and galbi. Bulgogi means like gogi is meat and Bull means fire. So it's fire meat, I guess, because of the way they cook it. It's not really like hot, spicy. Like we said, it's sweet, but it is really thin and it's like it just melts in your mouth. Mm. Kind of. The cut of meat is normally sirloin or other prime cuts of beef, while Golby is rib. Yeah. It's made more out of rib. I'm thirsty. I'm thirsty. (laughs) 
So what what can I drink other than water? Bottled water. What can I drink? Okay. Two drinks. We're doing six and seven here. You've got shike, which is one of my favorites. Shike is a traditional sweet Korean rice beverage. It's also considered a dessert because it's so sweet. And like when we talked about jimjabongs, yes. this is the drink that you're going to get at the jimjabong as well to eat with your hard-boiled eggs. So shike contains grains of cooked rice and sometimes with pine nuts. Um, it can be a little weird texture. Like, Carmen, do you like this drink? I, I don't really like it. It's I don't really like rice in general, so I had to really get over that when we went to Korea because everything's rice-based. And so now I don't mind eating rice by itself, but I don't like the thought of, you know, like arroz con leche. Mm-hmm. I don't really care for that. So this drink, I don't really care for it either. I'll drink it if someone's like, you must drink this or you'll die. I'll drink it, but it's it's not my favorite. I know this stuff you love, so... If I've drunk it in front of you, it's just because I'm trying to share your... My enthusiasm. Excitement. (laughs) Yeah. I do. I will say it's not just a liquid made out of rice. Like the little rice kernels are in it. So it's similar to drinking... Rice water. Orange juice with a lot of pulp. Yeah, yeah. That's better. You know, if you like a lot of pulp. So, but... This drink is believed to be, it's believed to aid in digestion because it contains a lot of dietary fiber and antioxidants. Mm. Um, so, That's yeah, it's I'm also. Constipated. It, <laughs> whoa, TMI. <laughs> Just Let's kidding. Let's order you some shike. <laughs> but it's also, it was regularly served to the royalty after meals in order to help them digest their food. Oh. But if you don't like the rice drink, there's one more for you, Carmen. Oh, this is my favorite. They have them at is weddings it? and everywhere. Yes. So okay, good. Okay, this is called Sujanghua. So good. It is very good. It's, And this is why you like it, because it's basically cinnamon punch. And Carmen loves cinnamon. Yes. Um, She would put cinnamon on everything if she could. <laughs> it's yeah. a dark reddish brown color. And it's it's made from dried persimmon so sweet and ginger so good yeah and it also has like some some it also is garnished with pine nuts at times yes so it's basically gin cinnamon and ginger i love it bowl with a little bit of fruity taste with the persimmons and then you can add honey or brown sugar to it if you want to make it no you don't need it don't don't add any more yeah you really don't it's like you take one swig and you're just like whoa i can go climb a mountain because it's so sweet (laughs) it is because the way it's made is you you take dried persimmons and you cut them into portions and then those are added to soak in the brew and then once it's cooled you take that out of course yeah Um, for sure but it takes several hours to make this drink before you can actually drink it so it's not something like hey go pour me a glass you have to take the time and like the shike it's also commonly a dessert you know i'm catching a theme here carmen a lot of these desserts are liquids where they're not sitting down eating a big old slice of chocolate cake. But also you have the very expensive persimmons that you buy. And they also True. buy the very expensive Asian pears that are like ridiculously expensive. So you wait until after these 
events happen and then go buy your persimmons and then your Asian pears. Because they'll still be good, but you're not paying like 60,000 won for 12 Asian pears. <laughs> yeah, we can do that because we're not so Korean expensive. and we're not making a bunch of food. But when the Korean families have to go buy it, they have to pay for it because they're making it for all their family members that are coming over. If you want to check out these recipes, they are going to be on our website. We also have other blog posts like how to keep warm. We also have a playlist so you can get your sport playlist ready when you go and work out of our top 20 favorite Korean songs, which half of them, well, not half, but maybe two were at the opening ceremony. So we added that to our Spotify public list and you can check out that playlist. You can check it out at our blog at nextstopchannel.com. And we will also post those blog posts on Instagram. So that's Next Stop Channel on Instagram. Squid. Wed? Squid. What is that? Squid. Squid. I was like, I can't understand what you're saying right now. Yeah, I don't know how had, like, else to describe it to you. But squid. <laughs> squid. I thought you were saying lid. And I'm like, what is that's not a Korean word. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs>